Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, this is Sandra from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I am bringing to you today another outstanding charity that is something that is new and different and uh, not that well known. We've had lots of charities on over the years, and uh, this year I'm committed to bringing you some of these little unsung heroes that are running around the country so that we can make them big, giant heroes and really, really make a difference for our veterans. I'm so excited today to have three guests on the show with me today. I've got uh, Linda Creter. She is an employment uh, veteran expert. I've got Phil Trigg. He's the president of vetforum.org. That's V-E-T-F-O-R-U-M dot O-R-G. And we also have one of his candidates, people that have actually gone through the program and is working with vetforum.org, Chris Albright. And he's the owner of CMIT Solutions. And that's Charlie Mike IT as an information technology solutions. So uh, welcome, guys. I'm so excited for you guys to be on the show today and talk about what you're doing. Thanks for having us, Sandra. Thank, thank you. Glad so to be I'm going to, great. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call out a name and ask you a question. Um, I'm going to go with Linda Creter first because she is a veteran employment expert. And why is it so important? We hear Linda in the news that, you know, vets need jobs, vet needs jobs. Well, you know, everybody needs jobs these days. The economy is struggling. But what makes it so difficult for veterans to get jobs that are above and beyond uh, what the typical civilian experience is? That's an excellent question. There are some severe differences when someone comes back from a combat or military experience and is seeking employment. Oftentimes there is a a transition of trying to translate skills in the military into the civilian sector. There's an entirely different culture within the military than there is in the civilian uh, corporate culture. So there are many uh, hurdles that must be overcome, but they can be with good education, with good people, with good peers, mentors, and programs such as we're talking about today. But it's so important because especially in the 18 to 24-year-old young enlisted uh, service members, the unemployment rate is very, very high. And so I know that Phil and Chris are here to also explain why that is so important that a job is the meaning for everything else. If you can bring in money, support your family, support yourself, you really do feel sufficient. Without it, it's too easy to spiral downward. So we're here to help. 
Now, you mentioned a word that that is kind of the word of the day, transition. So Mm -hmm. transitioning is one of the things that we're talking about today. So I'm going to go to Phil. Phil Trigg is the president of uh, Veterans Transition Forum. And this is all about the transition. This is all about making a difference. Uh, Phil, before we talk about your organization, I'd like our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. Uh, What did you do prior to uh, being the president of this organization and why is this meaningful to you? Uh, thank you. Um, I'm a retired Army officer, and I have been involved in franchising or, or business development for over 20 years. And I've always had an interest in uh, marketing franchises to veterans. And six years ago, I started by visiting bases and participating in job fairs and learned that veterans really didn't know much about franchising or the opportunities it represented. And there were many misconceptions. Um, Veterans thought, oh, I need a million dollars to open a franchise or uh, financing isn't available for me. But uh, we're we're in an education mode. We're trying to educate them that and do away with those misconceptions and assist Mm -hmm. as many veterans as we can in going into business for themselves. Uh, We teamed with three other veterans uh, in 2012, and combined, we have 80 years experience in franchise business development, operations, marketing, business training, and uh, our our primary goal again is to educate educate veterans and active duty military personnel who are transitioning to civilian life on the benefits of a next career in franchise ownership. So you have a proven track record in successful franchising, and that's part of what you're passing on, if you will, to uh, the veterans that come through your program. Uh, our, our mentors, who are all veterans, um, we're only servicing right now veterans. We're not doing the outside you know, non-veterans, but combined, we have placed well into thousands of veterans. Uh, Uh, people into franchising. So we have a lot of experience that we bring to the table. Now, what is the, the, what is the benefit of a franchise? If I can ask, you know, I hear those words and I hate to say that, you know, when I hear franchise, I think McDonald's, you know, that's really, (laughs) that's the sum total of my experience. And I, I would imagine a lot of people don't even recognize like, you know, what is a franchise and why for veterans that are listening today, uh, why would a franchise be an opportunity for me if I'm, you know, young and hungry and need to pay my bills and, and just out of the service, that, that's great. Um, the bottom line is uh, veterans are systems people. Uh, we, we followed systems. Uh, for 21 years, the uh, Army told me uh, what pants, shoes, shirt, hat to wear. And my wife says it's a good thing because I can't dress myself. But we're, we, are <laughs> systems, we are systems people. Uh, we're, we're regimented. And a military... Uh, operations plan or uh, op order is no different than a franchise company's operations manual. They both say or tell someone how, who, what, where, when, and how to successfully accomplish a mission. With the franchise, it's who, what, where, and, and when, and how to be successful and make money. So veterans are ideal candidates for uh, franchising. In fact, there are over 600 franchise companies in America who will discount 
their startup costs and the franchise fee to get a veteran because they they know that their system's oriented, they know that they're disciplined, they know that they're trainable, and if they're retired, they have income that will help them uh, cover the bases at home while they ramp the business. I see, I see. And this is something, uh, we've got Chris Albright with us here today from CMIT Solutions, uh, that's Charlie Michael IT Solutions. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, Chris, uh, for our listeners who don't know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about you and what led you to choose uh, working with uh, Vet Forum and, and, and how, how has it made a difference in your life? Oh, well, a quick background on me. I am a Nebraska native. I immediately enlisted in the Marine Corps straight out of high school uh, in 1993. And in 2013, I was looking to retire. I'm currently living in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I met Phil at a networking breakfast for veterans. Um, I was looking to network to meet potential um, companies to work for or with. And he brought up the topic of franchising, and I was open to the suggestion. So we sat down and discussed uh, options, and that's how we ended up with CMIT Solutions. So were you nervous? You know, was this something that you just were like gung-ho, let's go? Or, um, you know, for the people that are listening today thinking about this, I'm sure they're going like, it's hard to find a job. I don't know what to do. Some have been unemployed for quite a while. You know, can you talk us through a little bit about your decision-making process? Well, the decision process was pretty simple. Like you said, it is hard to find a job. Uh, In 2013 specifically, Uh, the government shutdown was going on along with sequester. So this area, there was not a lot of opportunities, uh, a lot of openings for um, somebody trying to transition from the service into the uh, industry in the private sector. So uh, my thought on this was at some point in the future, I would like to have my own business. So when I heard about this, I did consider the risk Um, of not having a guaranteed paycheck right away, but also the fact that I do have a pension and a franchise model is a great way to have a structure to follow instead of trying to wing it and make up on my own. Mm -hmm. So I was really open to that opportunity when it presented itself. Well, yeah, it's really, you know, when you look at at the disciplines, um, you know, that are are put upon the uh, military career, you know, what what Phil was talking about, you know, it's like it's 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 a it's a system that's set up um, that naturally lends to following orders. So you get a system and a franchise. How long did it take you to uh, get to the point where you were confident in having a franchise? Uh, Well, I think. Uh, I actually met Phil probably um, in the spring of 2013. Um, Going through the application process for several other jobs was pretty frustrating. So I kept uh, contact with him, kind of trying to figure out if it's really something I wanted to do. Um, I didn't actually start the process of applying and kind of assessing my um, path until probably the summertime. Um, But it didn't even complete the whole cycle to be approved to actually open a franchise until the fall. So it took, you know, a good six or eight months to go through the whole process. 
But that's that's a lot less than going and that you know getting another degree or some sort of license and and then you know trying to market that that out in the business world. Um, I'm going to go to Phil now. Phil, what are some traditional uh, types of franchises that that veterans lend naturally toward? Like IT, I can see IT being a great one. Inter- information technology. Uh, what are some other uh, types of franchises that lend well to the to the transitioning uh military personnel okay um well first of all it's a very large haystack and what we're trying to do is find that unique needle in the haystack that um applies to each veteran so our our services are basically uh, matchmaking uh we take the the veteran fills out a uh six-page questionnaire. I mean, we want to know their hobbies and, and um, you know, do they want to work from home? Do they want a brick and mortar? Uh, a lot of the details, we get into their skill sets, their finances, but there are over 2,500 national franchise companies out there, so it's a huge haystack. And it isn't as much which ones are more apt for, for veterans. It's there are major categories, automotive, IT, senior care. Um, we try to, uh, in our seminars or in our counseling, provide an overview of the variety of, of uh, categories of franchising. And there's 185 subcategories, uh, food and restaurant, food and beverage and restaurants being the largest category. So we're like matchmakers and, and we focus on their skill sets and their finances and, and their goals and ambitions. And then we, we serve up specific franchises that, that meet those criteria. Well, and I can only imagine that it's got to be pretty overwhelming for somebody listening today going, well, you know, I haven't been able to find a job, you know, for X amount of time. And, you know, I've got, you know, my, I'm trying to live on, you know, what I do have and my savings are going down. And, you know, to, to think about investing your time and money and effort into a franchise and then to go, well, there's over 2,500 I would think just the uh, identification alone to be able to sit down with somebody like your organization and say, okay, I need some direction, I need some guidance on this can make for a much higher and much faster successful turnaround. Exactly. And, and uh, the matchmaking process um, takes basically a couple of weeks. We receive their questionnaire, and then we analyze it and go to our database of franchises and um, start the matchmaking process. We serve up typically three to four uh, initially, and sometimes there's even a wild card in there, something that they totally unexpected, and it's uh, it's a bit amazing uh, how many people will select that wild card franchise versus what they originally thought, but there's... Uh, there are 185 uh, subcategories um, out there uh, within the top 20 categories. So really what you're saying is there's some, there's got to be something close enough for everybody. You've got a bunch of different uh, categories, a bunch of different uh, things for people to choose from. The screening process, what do, like, you know, what, what is your screening process and how do you choose your candidates? Well, the, 
the candidates, I mean, it's basically we're, we're in an education mode. We're, we're trying to educate um, veterans and, and primarily the transitioning service members. And t- we're going to have over 250,000 leave active duty service in 2015. So we do, uh, we do seminars in military bases and we attend job fairs. And it's absolutely amazing once they come to a job fair or a, or a seminar, um, how homed in they are. They they just gravitate to it, and uh, that's how that's how we get them. And then they basically fill out the six page questionnaire, and uh, we go from there. Chris, when you went through this process, um, were you nervous or were you excited or, you know, what what did it feel like to 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 make this decision? And, and was it a tough thing to run by your family or was it just I'm good to go? Uh, I was definitely nervous. Um, I didn't say what I did in the Marine Corps. My background uh, the entire time I was in was uh, infantry. So specifically a machine gunner. I didn't have a a very marketable skill set um, in terms of what <laughs> I had been doing for 20 years. Um, so looking at franchises, I was really trying to figure out how that would work other than the, you know, traditional, you know, leadership and mentorship and uh, supervision and guidance that I was doing in addition to my regular job. Um, thankfully, I did have some time to get uh, a couple degrees completed while I was in. So, I was educated in IT, and when I heard about this opportunity, you know, I jumped on it. But every single day for those uh, months I was working on this, I asked my wife probably at least once an hour, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you (laughs) sure? Are you sure? Just to make sure that I was um, looking at it through every angle and that she was comfortable with this decision because it is a significantly different path than just going to a job and getting a, a paycheck every two weeks. Well, the nice thing about a franchise, though, is you can control your paycheck, too. You know, you can make more or less. You've got a lot more flexibility um, with, you know, running your own company. But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you for sharing, you know, the reality of what is, you know, especially, you know, being a Marine. And, you know, I've worked a lot with Marines and I try to pull feelings out of them and it's like pulling teeth. But, you know, when we can recognize that this is part of the process, hey, yeah, you know what, guys, you're going to feel nervous. Girls, you're going to feel a little weird, uncomfortable. You're going to need some reassurance. But the end result is you've got a great organization kind of walking you along each step of the way. And, and by the nature of a franchise, you've got kind of a blueprint to follow to build your business. Is, is that correct, Chris? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I had several friends when I brought this up that I was going to get into a franchise. They thought I was nuts. They're like, just find a job. Just take a job, whatever it pays you, and then find a better job later if you don't like it. And I said, well, that doesn't sound very fun um, to be miserable just because I need a paycheck. I'm going to take this and build it and make it my own and be successful doing it. Absolutely. Well, and there's something to be said about the entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I, I left, I jumped out of um, real estate, real estate management um, for Coldwell Banker, you know, after 15 years and formed my own uh, company, my own media enterprise, which is an enterprise today, 10 years later. And I'm so glad I did. It was worth every, you know, pound of flesh, every sweat, 
you know, bullet I sweated. And, um, you know, if you are an entrepreneurial spirit and you've always wondered, you know, can I do this? Uh, you know, in hindsight, guys, I would have gone for a franchise first and learned the ropes on how to run a business rather than uh, jumping in like I did. But that's, you know, that's for another radio show. I want to go to Linda Crater because, um, when you build a franchise, Linda, and I've seen this out here uh, with some of my veteran friends who do own franchises, they end up hiring other veterans. And what does that do, um, like from a mental health standpoint, can you talk a little bit about what happens when veterans help veterans? I, I'd be delighted to. I'm glad you brought that up. First, I'd like to say that Chris is incredibly enlightened by involving his family, his wife, in the decision to do this. I was actually drawn to Vet Forum because it combined not only peers and mentor support, which has been proven along every category subject that you can come up with to be extremely helpful, but also the fact that if the family is supportive of the success, as you know, as you grow a business, it really becomes important that everyone has thrown their heart over the fence, as they say, and supports the effort to get there. But in terms of mental health, it's phenomenal because when you are building something, you are working with your peers, you are engaged in a mission. And you're engaged in that mission with peers and mentors who've been there before, who have lived the life that you have led in some way, shape, or form. And it makes an enormous difference in adding back some of the camaraderie that is lost when people separate from the military after a short or a long period of time. And it also keeps them very busy, focused, following the service um, franchise model, as Phil was saying, the systems. And so... It, it cannot be underestimated how important it is to be able to build, to support, and to work alongside others just like yourself to build something bigger than yourself. Well, and I think, you know, I was on your site today uh, for, uh, it's it's Vet Forum for anybody listening today. It's V-E-T, like veteran, forum, F-O-R-U-M, dot org. And you handle like employment, entrepreneurship, retirement, health and wellness. And I can kind of start to see how some of this stuff ties together because you've got employment and entrepreneurship. You've got a opportunity with a franchise to set yourself up for retirement. But what does this um, what does this group have to do with health and wellness? Where does that puzzle piece fit in? Well, I think that the sad truth, Sandra, is that oftentimes um, there are some lingering issues after military service, whether it's combat uh, trauma, whether it is simply an adjustment to coming back into the civilian world where so many people don't have an idea of how you lived and, and how you went. And the statistics are not good for veterans entering jobs, jobs versus franchises and, and entrepreneurial endeavors. But we're trying to add this element of health and wellness and providing support in the body, mind, spirit mode in order to stop the three jobs in three years statistic that is happening with so many of our returning vets who, unlike Chris, jumped in and took a job, any job, just to get that job. And then we're not able to keep it because of lingering issues that remain unaddressed or unidentified. So adding this positive health and wellness aspect to build the quality of life just tends to round out everyone. I mean, our health is our wealth when it comes down to it because you can't hold down that job 
if you're not mentally, mentally and physically able to do so. So this is a wonderful um, conglomeration that brings the coalition of all these four things together, employment, entrepreneurship, retirement, and a positive health and wellness outlook that builds for success. And, and that's a proactive stance, which is a wonderful thing. It is. And it's very important. You know, you raised a really good point. And I've seen those statistics. I've seen the, you know, three jobs in three years. And, and that's not really helping anybody. It's it's Mm-mm. stressing out, you know, employers. It's also giving a stigma. You know, it's like everybody wants to hire veterans because their heart's in the right place. But then when you see these statistics and you just go, well, if I hire this guy, am I going to get a year out of him at best? And so, you know, we really want to work hard to turn around uh, some of those uh, statistics and start bringing them uh, you know, into uh, hiring a veteran is not only a good thing, but it's a great thing. I know the veterans that I've hired, you know, it's been fantastic for me. And I'm just going to say this the way it is, having worked in both the civilian and the military arenas, that I just love the fact that I can ask to have something done and it's done. You know, Amen. there's no, <laughs> no right. arguing. No, this is not my job. This is not this. This is not that. You can't ask me to do this. It's like, just type the damn document, get it done, send it over to me, upload it, whatever. And, you know, there's a joke in my household when you said, you know, sir, it's like, yes, sir, right away, sir, anything you say, sir. There's something to be said about that in the corporate arena for people that just do their job, do it well, and go home and don't bother you. You know, it's like when people call me a lot of times, veteran, uh, employment agencies will call me and say, well, this person worked for you. What do you remember about them? And if I say, well, there's not a whole lot I remember about them other than they did a great job. That's the type of employee, you know, I want to hear. I want to have that person in my fold. And that's what we find by and large in the military environment. But you're right that taking a job just to get a job because I'm out of the military until I find something else that doesn't that doesn't serve anybody really in the long Mm -hmm. run. No, it does not. Chris, I'm going to go to you and I want to talk to you about what are the biggest benefits that you see after, you know, kind of looking back after your time spent with Veterans Transition Forum? Well, the biggest benefit is um, I now have a job, a business that is mine. I'm working for myself, uh, building a business that's going to grow with me as much as the effort I put into it. Um, When I was working in uh, D.C. at my last assignment, my commute was about 35 miles one way. Now it's about 35 feet to my home (laughs) office. Um, So I no longer spend, you know, two or three hours a day in traffic, which is a tremendous benefit. Talking about health and wellness, um, that is that's a, a, a huge factor that it has been well noticed by my whole family. Uh, being home during the day when the family needs me instead of missing another holiday or missing um, another you know week of their life because I'm out on assignment or something. Um, all, all aspects of this, I have my own business following the, the plan that was set in place and doing what I know needs to be done because I want it done, not because I'm working for somebody else that's making a profit on my efforts. Um, it all, the whole situation is, is absolutely beneficial. 
Well, and I think it builds healthier and stronger families. You know, the, Mm -hmm. the guys that I know that have retired that have gone on to build either a home-based business or a franchise business, or, you know, gone into a partnership with some sort of consulting thing. It's almost like they can not, you can never replace the time you were gone, but you can supplement it you know, day to day going, you know what, I can be at your soccer games now. I can, you know, I can have breakfast with you guys. I can, you know, work late at night while the kids are asleep. You know, if I want to get up and, you know, go watch, you know, my kid do a presentation on volcanoes, you know, that's the one thing that I found. And, you know, it also is a great, you know, ecological thing because you've got, you know, less carbon footprint. You're not driving your car on the road. You know, you're not, there's so much waste that goes in with just the process of a community mute and the wear and tear on your body is unreal. So, you know, for those of you listening today, if you resonate with Chris, you know, you've missed some things, you want to be home, you want to have control of your income. You know, I can only imagine, Chris, that your health has gone so much better because you just the commute alone gives you probably an hour and a half back of your 24 hours a day, you know, five days a week. That's like what, seven hours a week you've gained almost a whole work day just by not being in the car. That's absolutely correct. It's at least a, a day every week I lost in traffic. Absolutely. And and the other thing that I find too, and you know, I want to share this because I think it's important for people to see the benefits of entrepreneurship, of sole business ownership or, you know, franchise ownership. Um I can tell you when I left Coldwell Banker and I had a I had an hour and a half commute every day, Chris, with two kids. I used to call it the Screaming Baby Express. I'd get on the freeway and thank God I could ride in the carpool lane, you know, with the kids. Um, but I can tell you my food cost went down, my gas cost went down, my clothing cost went down. Um, it just there were so many things. Uh, my housekeeping and childcare costs went down because I could throw a load of laundry in and walk down to my office and then take eight steps back to the laundry and put the laundry out. Not that I folded it or anything. Let's not go all crazy here. But the fact <laughs> the matter is here. I know, like, but the fact the matter is when you're when you're present in your home, you can help on a math problem. You can put your pen down at your work and help on a math problem or toss a load of laundry in or walk in and do the dishes. So, you know, you still get in a full work day. And I would bet I probably get more done in my work day in my home office than I did by the time I got to my office, got my coffee, you know, talked to my secretary, talked to a few people, had a few meetings, you know, it could be noon by the time I got any appreciable work done. And there's a term that I'd like to talk to all of you about today that I think is really important when you leave the military. Um, One of the things about the military lifestyle is you work till the job is done. It's not like you punch out at four o'clock or five o'clock. I'm done for my day. Um, so when you get out into the civilian workplace, there's a concept that I teach and I want to share it today and I want, want to get, uh, you know, everybody's Chris, Linda and Phil's take on it. There's a thing called money hours when you're an entrepreneur. I have a certain amount of days in the week that I can make money. I have a certain amount of hours in those days that I can make money. We don't have unlimited money hours. We don't have unlimited time. We don't have unlimited resources. We don't have unlimited energy. So to focus on these money hours, 
that's where the best bang for our buck is. Now, as an entrepreneur, one of the biggest things or a franchise owner is the worry like, oh God, if I'm home, I'll never get my work done. I need the structure of a boss. I need the structure of things. And the military mindset is such that it is very, uh, Phil was talking about structured, you know, strategic structure. We've got a plan. We've got this. We're going to execute it. But the opposite happens. It's like something kicks in, I think, with, with prior military entrepreneurs and franchisees. They get up, they do the same routines, only they maximize their time. They maximize what they do per hour. Their money hours count, their family hours count, their their personal hours count. I'm going to go to Chris because you're living the dream right now. Chris, do you find that to be true? Oh, absolutely. And you talk about uh, money hours. Uh, like you say, when you commute to work, you have your X number of hours in the office and then you commute home. So you're losing time on both ends. And then during the day, I wake up, knock out whatever it is I need to do first thing in the morning. If nothing else is scheduled, then I'll take a break and take care of uh, personal issues. And then I realize uh, another opportunity comes up during the day to either network or talk with clients or go uh, do some additional prospecting. I engage in those events and then I come home and I'll take a break and have a meal or something. And then sometimes there's events in the evening that I can get some work done as well. So I really maximize my use of time. I get everything done during the day that needs to be done. And it's never a set schedule. I mean, I work almost continuously off and on as needed. That's it. That's it. You work on and off, on and off as needed, but yet you can still work important, you know, landmark events in your personal life, uh, you know, with, you know, yeah, there's a conflict here and there, but by and large, you know, you can, you can kind of wear both hats, be both places at once, especially, you know, due to affordable technology. Linda, I'm going to ask you, what about money hours in the entrepreneur? I think money hours as both you and Chris, uh, clarified. I, I think it's very true when you're running your own business. I also think there's something that I will call quality of life hours. You are able at the same time that you have the money hours to also improve yourself in terms of education, self-development, leadership development, things that may have not been provided to you before or you didn't have the time to do, which is not money per se, but it is growth that you have an opportunity to gain that you would not have ordinarily had in a nine-to-five job or doing something, building someone else's dream. It is a definite quality of life issue when you can build your own dream. And that positive outlook conveys to your family, conveys to those you begin to mentor because you've been mentored. And the peer mentor aspect of the safety net that is built into that forum, and, and as Chris and Phil will attest to, you really have an improved quality of life by working for yourself. All right. So we got money hours. We got quality of life hours. I'm going to just say I've got quality of love hours because I think it mm. builds stronger, you know, family relationships. You have time, you know, for your friends, Agreed. you know, so I'm going to add quality of life, quality of love, money hours. Phil, I'm going to go to you. What do you think the biggest benefit is with respect to that concept of money hours with the entrepreneur and the franchise owner? Well, the, 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 we've hit on, most of them, but uh, I think another key issue, and, and uh, Chris hit on too, is is the flexibility. Um, as a veteran, you know you're a, you're you're kind of pigeonholed. You do the same thing 
um, every day. And it, and going into entrepreneurship opens your mind uh, to uh, do other things that will help maximize your business and and uh, grow the business and give you a excellent uh, return on investment. So flexibility, um, I think, is a is a very important aspect of it. It is. It is. Flexibility is key. I mean, we've got it. We've all got to flex and the military family knows better than anybody how to, mm-hmm. how to kind of, you know, wrap our minds around change. We change our, we PCS move, we change our MOS, we, we change, we transition, um, we deploy, we have reintegration. I mean, there's all sorts of terms, fancy, fancy terms for managing change and being flexible. So mm-hmm. flexibility is key. You guys, I want to give people uh, the information of where to reach you, how to get involved. Okay, there's a 1-800 number. That is 888-729-5557. That's, again, 888-729-5557. The website that you want to check out is Vet forum vet like veteran forum f-o-r-u-m dot org there's lots of ways to get involved you can donate money there's uh, ample opportunity to get involved as as uh phil's going to tell us next uh phil how do people get involved whether you're a veteran or you're somebody who wants to support what you're doing for veterans veterans uh you know if there's a veteran or a family member listening to the program Please, uh, to learn more, just go to the website. Uh, There's contact information. There's ways to um, exchange ideas with us or communicate with us. Um, As far as um, non-veterans, we are obviously a nonprofit organization. All financial uh, contributions are sincerely appreciated. And all of us at VTF are 100% committed to providing support to our veterans. So, that is the primary way. Um, we're, we are currently working with um, six military installations in the DC, greater D.C., Virginia, Maryland, including the Pentagon. We do seminars. Uh, we're looking to take our program to uh, over uh, 170 bases nationwide um, to get the word out and educate veterans uh, that are transitioning and those who have already left the military service. We need support in order to do that. And we thank uh, anyone who uh, can step up and, and go to the website and assist us. Excellent. Excellent. Before we wrap up the show, guys, uh, Chris, I'd like you to give the one piece of advice, the one takeaway you would like for people that are considering doing what you have successfully done. I'd like you to give them your best practice, your best piece of advice for today. Uh, All I can say is if you have an opportunity, take it. Um, This process took some time. Uh, and literally the same day I was approved for a small business loan, I received a job offer to work for a defense contractor in D.C. who offered me the same commute to sit in a cubicle for a one-year contract for about two-thirds pay. That sounded like an absolute nightmare. I could not imagine now having taken that job and where I would be today. If you have an opportunity, do your due diligence and take it. 
All right, I'm going to go to Linda Crater. Linda, your best piece of advice, your best practice for our military personnel listening today. I think you need options. And when you're looking at a program such as what uh, Phil and Chris are talking about, you get options and choices. And the things that make us feel most stifled in life are when we don't really have choices. When you think the only thing you can do is accept that job with that long commute, with the pay you don't want, and to miss out on the home experiences. This offers an opportunity to be the born leader that you are and to have options. And whenever we have choices, it leaves a much greater um, capability for a positive quality of life. And, and that is really everything family and life and flexibility and options are very healthy. I'd like to close out the show with asking any corporations, any private uh, people to donate directly to vetforum.org. These donations directly support our veterans to support themselves financially. And, and that's a good thing for our country. It's a good thing for our veterans because we see veterans hiring veterans. We want to honor the sacrifice of our veterans by putting them back on their feet financially, by helping them, you know, create their own industry. We are a country of entrepreneurs. We are a country of dreamer and builders and growers and developers. So let's put our heads together. Let's open our wallets. Let's make a donation for vetforum.org. You can call 1-888-729-5557. You can find us on the web at vetforum, V-E-T-F-O-R-U-M.org. On behalf of myself and my partner, Robin Boyd, I'd like to thank Chris Albright of CMIT Solutions for being here today. Linda Crater, our veteran expert uh, and the owner of Wise Health Solutions. And finally, I'd like to thank Phil Trigg, the president of Veterans Transition Forum. Thank him for putting this together. Thank him for helping our veterans. Let's all do our part. And let's tune in next week when I bring another great charity, another great opportunity for you to get involved. This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio. Have a great week. Thank you for being part of Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com with Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here each week to provide a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. For more information on the show or Sandra and Robin, go to MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. This is their mission, helping military moms. So join us again next Monday for Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, Monday afternoons, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Toginet.